Awesome. So stuff about like how to tell if your spell went wrong and what to do to make sure your spell doesn't go wrong. Yeah, it doesn't fucking work. That's how you know. You know, and <laughs> it nothing happens, right? Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And I'd like to just let y'all know that apparently tonight's going to be a silly night. And guess what we're talking about? Tonight, we are talking about Spells Gone Wrong. I feel like this should be like a, a an insert to a Girls Gone Wild episode. <laughs> Any Gen Xers out there, that's immediately what they're going to think of, because that's where my brain Absolutely. went. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you think I came up with the title of this episode? (laughs) So, yes, this evening we're going to talk about spells that Shell and I have done that have gone wrong. In my case, it exploded spectacularly, so I knew immediately it had gone wrong. I like to draw out my disappointment. I like to just wait and wait (laughs) and wait and wait and just realize, shit. Nothing's happening. Yeah. That's another way to tell it went wrong. So yeah, one a fiery explosion, one a long, drawn-out, painful bummer. So we'll get to those a little later in the episode. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about spellcraft and what possibly might make your spells go wrong. Now, I'm going to start with the obvious. I love being Captain Obvious. You know, it, it suits me. Motivation. And that's where I sometimes go wrong. You know, Sometimes you're doing this half-assed stuff, and I've got a great example for you. Mm. Recently, as you are aware, I tried to do a freezer spell. Yes, you did. In my freezer, actually. I I did use your freezer. Actually, (laughs) I did two freezer spells because I I still have one sitting in your freezer, and I've got one sitting in my freezer. Hmm. Now, you're going to ask yourself, A, why did Shell do two for the same intent? It's a good question. Why is she still lingering on this? I'm going to tell you why, folks, because I did that shit half-assed. I was busy and I was like, oh, you know, I know what I'm doing. I got this. I'm just going to like throw this all together. And then I got shit to do. Yeah. And here I sit needing to do my third damn freezer spell on the same person. (laughs) And I'm like, huh, I wonder what went wrong. Um, I'm half-assed. So lesson learned need to get it together, need to regroup, need to do this in an actual, real, spell-working manner, no half-assed bullshit, and put the actual time and intent into it that is needed for it to actually work. Yes, and that's the very first two things that I would point out, is if your spell doesn't work, you should check what your intent was. Was it specific enough? Did you ask for something too broad? Did you ask for too much? And did you put any energy into it? The art of magic is manipulating energy, right? It's changing energy to your will. And if you don't put any energy into that, the universe has nothing to work with. So Shell's spell sometimes will work if she half-asses it, if she's got enough maybe emotional energy or power energy behind it. But unless she intentionally raises energy and pushes it into that spell, there's no power to it. 
And I didn't. And I know I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't bitch about it later. You know, yeah. here we are. Sometimes life gets in the way. But yeah, if you're waiting and waiting, that might be why. Maybe you didn't raise enough power to do that spell. So give me an example of some other than intention or motivation, something else that could make it go wrong, so to say, or not work or fizzle out into the starry sky. Well, just like we were talking about needing to raise energy to push that into the spell, you also kind of have to meet the universe or your gods or your spirit guides halfway when you ask them for something. Like a good example I read on the internet, I apologize, I saw it from a bunch of people, so I'm not going to name you all. But a few people said that doing a spell without trying to also do the mundane things along with it is like saying, I did a spell for fertility in order to have a baby and nothing's working. And then your friend says, well, how often are you having sex? And you say, sex? What's that? Exactly. It's not going to work. No matter how strong your spell is, how good your intent, how much energy you raise, if you don't meet the universe halfway and do the mundane things along with that spell, it's not going to work. For all you Gen Xers, just revert back to Kenny Loggins, Meet Me Halfway. I don't think I even know that song. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. So... <laughs> You know, one thing that I have had um, a couple people ask me that have had spells not work, spells go wrong, is did I not use the right tools or the right ingredients? To that, I say, bullshit. (laughs) Because you don't need, I mean... I, I love tools. I love, I love things. I love sparkly things. I'm one of those people. Are they necessary? Absolutely not. No. And do we love them anyway? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But if you used a butter knife instead of an athame, so what? Or if you use cinnamon instead of sage, que sera, sera. It's yes. about your intention more than anything. So when people ask, what if I didn't use the right tool or ingredient to that? I say has no bearing on your outcome. I agree 100% of all the things that could cause your spell to go wrong. Using the wrong herb or the wrong color candle or the wrong tools is the absolute last thing you should look at. Are there some crystals and some herbs that are very strong and could influence things a little bit? Sure. But for the most part, no, I, I totally feel like agree with Shell. Intention overrides all that. Absolutely. Especially if you have written your intention to be specific. Let's talk about that a little bit, actually. Um, Making sure your intention is something that the universe can work with. Magical energy flows through the path of least resistance. If magic runs into obstacle after obstacle, it's just not going to work for you. Say, for example, you are asking the universe for... $10,000. That's very specific. That's a very big ask. In order for something like that to happen, a lot. What are you you putting in place to make that $10,000 manifest? Because that shit ain't coming out of thin air. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. To have the magic work for that, there's a lot of obstacles. It might not work that way. So that could cause a spell to fizzle. But if you say something more to the effect of, I am receiving enough abundance to take care of myself and my bills and my family. I am open to abundance and prosperity from the universe. That gives the universe a lot of leeway to fix that for you or to give you that wish, that spell. 
So you really need to be kind of specific, but not too specific. Now, I just want to bounce to a different a different subject matter. Same same concept, but all over the internet, all you ever see is love spells. My oh, love yes. spell didn't work. Amor. I, I did this spell and he still doesn't like me. So I want to address why things of that nature don't work. That's a good one. First and foremost, your intentions. So we just said your intention means everything. I, I still stand by that, but you can also not change the will of others. Yeah, their intention means everything too. If it is not their will and intention to be open to said love spell, shit ain't going to work anyway. You can't you can't make people feel or want a certain way and have that have that work out for you. And if you did pull enough energy to make someone feel a certain way, that's a big no-no to a lot of different practices. It's not a good thing. And again, it kind of follows the idea that magic takes energy. And to have enough energy to overpower someone's will, that's a lot. I mean, think what it would take to wrestle that person to the ground physically. And that's kind of what you're talking about magically. You're going to try and wrestle their will to the ground. So you have to raise a lot of energy to do that. It's not easy. So bouncing back to some personal experiences and bad choices. Remember that time when I did such a thing and mm. kind of ended up in a relationship that was toxic at best? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got what I wished for. And... Man, did I regret it? What was I think? Why would I have done? I knew better. Why didn't you stop? What the hell? Come on. Lady. Where did you go wrong in the spell? What do you think you did that caused it to go bad? I directed it. It wasn't it wasn't the idea of what I wanted. It was that I was directing it at a specific person and the ship had kind of sailed with that specific person and I at that point, and I was trying to push an issue and... You got what you wanted. Yeah, and 10 years later, I paid the price for it. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, in the moment, I was like, ha ha, that spell worked. And then I was like, what the flipping crap did I do? Why did yeah. I put myself in that situation? Sometimes you have to be very careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Oh, lesson learned on that one. <laughs> and that was probably, what, 20 years ago now? I will never in my life ever do a love spell for anybody, me, friend, family, stranger, no can do, sister, ain't happening because that shit, is, it never works out. And just because you have enough power or energy to manipulate- Doesn't mean manipulate... you should do it. Exactly, exactly. Doesn't mean it's going to work out for you or them. You you wiped the tears, you know. Yeah, it was not a fun time. Not a fun time. So for love spells, what can you do to make sure that they don't go wrong? Now, this is where I... <laughs> I love Practical Magic. Great movie. It is um, a great movie. You know, and, and that's a perfect example of a love spell that, that I would not shun. Oh, you yeah. Know? That one scared me when I saw it. But it wasn't it wasn't to a specific person. It was to the concept of 
I want this type of relationship and this type of love and this type oh, of. Oh, I thought you were talking about the woman who came to the back door and the ants were like, I'll get the pigeon. I'll get oh, the Oh, jeez, no. That, and that I'm... woman, and she said, I want him to love me so much he can't stand it or something to that effect. And my heart just chilled. I got chills now thinking about it. That's That's scary. That's a scary level of love. That's not really what someone wants. You need therapy kind of scary. Right? That sounds like a, a recipe for a stalker or someone who's obsessed with you in an unhealthy, unfun way. No, no. I was talking about the Sandra Bullock love spell, you know. Oh. <laughs> I want a man who who has a talisman that's a star. And, and one you know, blue eye. And one green eye. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind of, you know, you're not trying to manipulate a person's will. You are trying to bring a healthy relationship and love and emotional fulfillment and whatever the hell you define as happiness to you and not, I want that person to feel this way about me. Well, it's funny you say that because the spell that I did that went spectacularly wrong was also a love spell, but it was <laughs> that kind of love spell. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what I did. So this particular spell, I decided I was going to write all the qualities down that I wanted in a lover. All right, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> right? Mine wasn't as cool as hers. At this time in my life, I was huge into writing things on candles. I would love to take a candle and using the Futhark runes, I would spell out my intention and carve it into the candle. And so I did that, you know, that I was looking for love. And then I took my herbs. I think it was um, cannabis seeds and there was dragon, let's see, cannabis seeds, dragon's blood, lavender, rose, sandalwood, and some patchouli oil. And I ground it all up in my mortar and pestle and I coated it on the candle and I had some left over. So then what I did was I took a piece of paper, a square piece of paper, and on it I wrote all the qualities, just like Sandra Bullock, that I wanted in this lover. Then I folded it up in an origami water balloon and I'll put instructions on how to do that. So basically it makes like a box with a little tiny hole in the top, like a balloon out of paper. Like how we used to make little box notes in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Follow ya. Puffs up like a box. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I poured the rest of the herbs inside this box that had all these qualities that I wanted in it. And while I'm doing my chanting and the candle is burning, I, put this box on top of my incense charcoal and start smoldering and the smoke is going. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. This is great. And things are going awesome until a few seconds later and it starts popping and exploding and there's <laughs> burning paper going all over my room. And it sounds like there's some sort of firefight going on in my cast no, iron cauldron. Pot, seed, pot seeds, they're popping. <laughs> I had picked pot seeds. I liked the idea of a seed as a new beginning, something starting. You know, I wanted a chill kind of hippie guy. And yeah, so I thought that- like popcorn. Yeah, even though I ground them up, apparently I did not grind them enough and they started exploding everywhere. Thankfully, nothing caught on fire much. Everybody was safe. I put it out and I figured that was the end of that spell. It definitely did not feel like it worked. That was not a good sign. Until? <laughs> well, it wasn't. I wasn't ready at the time I did the spell. And as pissed off as I was at the time, it took like a month or two for me to realize what went wrong. 
and it wasn't just that I didn't grind up the pot seeds. It was that I wasn't really ready. I, I had a lot of healing to do. I had some shadow work on relationships and shit to do before I was ready. I, I think that people tend to turn to love magic first because it's kind of a universal thing, but right. it is definitely probably the th- type of magic I would be the most cautious with because if anything is going to backfire it's going to be love magic yeah yeah maybe because we just do so much of it I don't know (laughs) but (laughs) thankfully mine let me know that I had other things to work on first old relationship baggage and shit I needed to deal with first before I started looking for that guy now let's switch from from spells to rituals gone wrong Sure. You have an example of an actual ritual gone wrong. You mean like the ones where we'd get out to the ritual space for community and the entire group that said they were sponsoring that ritual just never showed up and we'd have to whip something out of our butts last minute? Well, you know, in in our defense, (laughs) they were sometimes the greatest greatest rituals ever. It's true. Um, We did have a lot of fun with those sometimes. Spontaneity is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with just some spontaneous magic making. Wasn't the intention. <laughs> you know, you you get an invite to go to a ritual. You kind of expect there to be a ritual. But, you know, hey, things Life happens. Happen. That's right. But yeah, like you said, they were often very, very fun. I don't want to say one that went wrong, but I do recall a ritual and and it was it was definitely a a more private ritual so I won't go into detail, but somehow it ended up in giggle fits and <laughs> a, um what do they call glow stick fight in the woods? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, okay, that's a good point. What if you're doing a ritual, a super serious ritual and things and- get silly? And things get silly. Somebody forgets their line. Somebody starts laughing. What do you do? You You go go with with it. it. (laughs) You just keep going. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if that's where the energy's at, that's where the energy's at. And that should be, if you're advanced enough to be doing a ritual with a group of people, or even if you've just gathered a bunch of newbies and friends together and have decided to do rituals, someone's going to need to kind of step into that high priestess role. Whether that's your actual title or not, someone needs to watch the energy of the circle and and kind of see where everybody's vibe is at, see where everybody's energy is flowing and keep it going in the direction where the circle goes. I mean, that's kind of the benefit, I guess, of having a, a high priestess or a group of people that you can work with because then that person has worked with that type of energy and usually, obviously, we've had our moments where it didn't work, but usually can direct that energy into a productive direction. And kind of in a where you think a ritual might have gone wrong would be, you know, Layla and I are planners like nobody's business. Do not get me wrong. We may sound we may sound all footloose and fancy free, but when we want to plan something, we are the most organized individuals known to man. Sure. Sometimes you have a rock solid plan and this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to flow and this is our intention. And that's all well and good. But then when you get the group together the intention and the energy that you plan for isn't the intention and the energy of the moment. And you might think your ritual went wrong, but really all you're doing is redirecting and kind of accommodating for the mood and the energy to still stick with your base intention. So it's not necessarily that things go wrong, but 
I think flexibility is is definitely something that if you're not flexible, you're going to think that you fail more often than you really do. I love that too for outcomes because a, a lot of times you'll do a spell or a ritual and the outcome will look very differently than, than you what think you it should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you asked for money and what you got instead was a new job. Sometimes what you ask for and what your intention is, you don't get it in the ways that you expect. Oh, yeah. For example, um, I know someone who had had this car, shitty car, tons of problems. They were constantly hanging up uh, little charms and things to make sure that the car worked great. Well, you know, one summer night, car gets totaled. At first, they were like, why didn't my protection spells stop me from getting hit by this drunk driver? And then they realized that what they did get was an insurance check for a surprisingly large amount that allowed them to buy a way better, much safer, more reliable car. Not only did they get in a head-on collision and walked away with just a couple bruises, but they were also able to get a completely new, much safer car. So, I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but sometimes things will look differently than you think it's supposed to. Interesting. Right? I think that, I think that that's one thing that, that people don't realize. And again, another reason why people think that their, their spell is failing, because they are getting the result, but not in the form in which they expected, wanted, hoped for, whatever. You know, you may do a love spell and put it out to the general universe and end up adopting a puppy three weeks later. Exactly. You asked for the love of your life. It's not my fault. It's a German shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or or maybe, you know, a family member or someone that you haven't spoken to in a while will contact you and, and right. will heal an old wound and rekindle that familial love. You know, it, it might not be exactly what you ask for. And, you know, actually, funny story. I had done a lot of intentional work when I had first moved to Salem um, about getting back on the broomstick, ironically enough. And what ended up happening was you and I got this together as opposed to what I expected. You know what I'm saying? It I was do. Like, I see. Outcome. Yeah. And, and okay, say here's an example of a spell that I did when I, I needed some cash. And so I did a, a quick spell and I just asked, I just need a little money to get me through. And I think I found a quarter outside <laughs> the grocery store. But the fun part is I found a quarter on the ground every day for like a week. And it almost felt like the universe was fucking with me at that point. Well, then there's that aspect of ritual and spell work. <laughs> sometimes it's just not time, you know? And sometimes the universe will kind of put the brakes on what you're doing because you're not ready. You're not in the right position. You're not in the right spot. You're not mentally prepared, whatever the case may be. Sometimes the universe is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You could be doing all the spell work you want, but it ain't your time yet. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Sometimes you're working with your deity and you're asking for, okay, let's say the love of your life. And your spell blows up because you're not ready for the love of your life. You're not in the right headspace or the right emotional space for that. So they're going to make that spell not work. And not to kind of harp on love spells, but I had known someone who was in a, a very stressful relationship and did a spell to kind of alleviate that. And the result was divorce. <laughs> that alleviated the stress. <laughs> it did, but that was not that person's intention. Right. They right. thought that it was more of a kiss and make up. 
Well, yeah, as far as lawyers and court go, yeah. Right. So I do recommend when you're doing a spell to be kind of specific in, in how you word it. And, and you might hear a lot of people say, word it like you already have it. If you're asking for something, not only word the spell as if you already have this, I have graduated from college with full honors and I'm calm and relaxed and happy about my achievements. You know, visualize that you have it and use positive words because your brain will latch on to those words. So if you say, I am not stressed, your brain hears stressed. So you want to say something more like, I am calm. I have serenity in my life. I have abundance. You know, don't say, I need money to pay my bills because I'm broke, because your brain hears bills broke. Now, Use positive words. You just gave away all the secrets of how I get through the stress of my mundane work day. <laughs> you know, I thought it was large amounts of tea and coffee. I chug down the tea at work, <laughs> but you know, you just give that, I am going to be happy and smile no matter what shit you throw at me. Because if I start acting like shit, then all I'm going to attract is shit. That's a good point. And as much as intention is everything, so isn't your attitude. You know, if you have a bad attitude, these things aren't going to work out or they're going to work out in a negative way. And if you have a positive attitude, like for like, you know, like attracts like. If if you just let the bullshit fall off and you just stay positive and, and, and keep that smile on your face, you're going to just eventually attract good things. The universe ain't going to fight you for too long. So you, when you write your spell to make sure, to give it the best odds to work, you want to make sure that you have a clear intent that's not too outrageous and not too vague. You know, if you're asking for a million dollars, a lot of things have to move in the world for you to get a million dollars. So that's not very likely to happen. But if you ask for enough money that you live comfortably, that gives the universe a lot of leeway to work for things. You're going to want to meet the universe halfway. You have to put energy into it, as I keep learning over and over. You get out what you put in. If you put nothing in, you get nothing out. So you have to raise that energy and put that energy into it. Yep. And you have to raise a big part of it magically. Magical energy, obviously, is part of your spell. And the rest of it you have to do in the mundane world. And when you're raising that energy, keep in mind that if you just throw that freezer spell in the freezer, toss it in a baggie and pop it in the freezer without much energy behind it, <clears throat> Shell. I did it twice. <laughs> I know. You're only giving a tiny bit of energy to the universe to work with. In my defense, I was rushed for time both times. Good point. Very good point. But you have to put enough energy into it to get it to work. Right. Did you visualize the outcome? Did you embody it? Are you feeling it? Are you using language that says that you have this type of thing while you're putting out that energy? And I've, I've actually done spells where I've put a little sticky note on the mirror um, is a reminder of the outcome that I am looking to see, you know, the outcome I'm seeking. Because that daily visual reminder, I don't want to say sets it in stone with the universe, but that was my mindset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those. I mean, spell jars as touchstones, candles yep. that you burn every day or at a certain time, little touchstones like that can help keep that energy fresh in your and your deity's minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, Put the time in, put the energy in, put the intention in, and know that you need to be as flexible as the universe. <laughs> and sometimes the universe is mysterious and works in very strange ways. <laughs> so be prepared for that too. If you'd like to tell us about any of your spells gone wrong, 
we would be super interested so we know we're not the only weirdos out there. Email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. Get us on Facebook, Back on the Broomstick. And if you could like and share and star and comment and give us good feedback, we'd love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Back on the Broomstick. We will see you next week on Friday. Keep it witchy.